Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibility podcast. This is Mark, and you guessed it, Christy is here with me again. Hello, mentors. Today, we are going to talk about the importance, the power, the necessity of relationships, and specifically talking about the support systems that we have and and how can we create a web of support that uh, supports each of us? And specifically, as we think about supporting our young people, how can we help them to create a really strong web of support? And the background for this topic today is understanding that one, webs of support and being in connection with others is really about our emotional and our mental uh, well-being and science is even showing even our physical well-being. But we're also bringing this topic with a deep appreciation for those reasons, our emotional, mental, and physical well-being, but also with an appreciation that research is, is also showing us that our webs of support are directly linked to our success in transitioning into young adulthood and are highly correlated to youth that are that pursue post-secondary education and training. And so building webs of support for our young people at New Pathways is a very intentional and conscious activity that we want to bring as a shared possibility with our mentors of what we can be up to with our youth, understanding how critical it is in breaking the cycles of poverty and adversity that we're up to. Then it's more than a nicety it's an absolute necessity for what our youth are up to and how this is not a skill set that comes natural. It's a learned skill set. So how can we help develop it and bring it into the lives of our youth? It's an important topic. All of that is to say um, it can sound kind of like fluff, webs of support, relationships, but how critical and intentional these can be when we're up to it with the right focus and aim in life. Yeah, and obviously you're matched with a youth and uh, the importance of that relationship is so critical in supporting the youth and moving through these teen years. And we know that it's not just one relationship that really creates support systems for these young people. And so we're going to dive into that a little bit more and look at what are the different needs that we can get in relationships and how can we as mentors be in support of helping our youth to create, sustain, and build these strong connections to those in their life so that they can ultimately achieve the outcomes that they want to achieve. Yeah, it's the notion that here we are as mentors in their life, one relationship, and that our youth have other relationships in their life, organic relationships, relationships with their family, uh, maybe their, their teachers, etc., but there's also something way more intentional we can bring as mentors into connecting our own networks and expanding the networks of the youth in a very intentional direction. And that's what we want to bring as we explore this topic with you today. So let's talk first about what we mean by a web of support, because this is a very intentional framework of thinking about it to be up to more than just being in a friend relationship for our young people, but being in intentional relationships that support, develop, and guide our young people. So what do we mean by web of support in that context, Mark? When we talk about a web of support, we're talking about a group of individuals 
typically adults who can support us in specific and various ways and meet very specific needs that we all have as human beings. And so if just for a moment, you consider right now in whatever space you're in, in life, uh, the chapter you're in, you can likely recognize and call forward the names of various adults right now who are supporting you, whether it's individuals at work, people at home, uh, extended family, whoever that is. And as we think about our young people, they likely don't have these strong webs of support, uh, especially beyond families and friends. And while these webs of support that they have currently, consisting mostly of family and friends, likely some aspects of their human development are being attended to, um, but likely not all aspects. And so we're helping them to see and really open up to what are all of the needs that we need to grow, to learn, to thrive, to be successful, and how can we extend that network even further and create a stronger web to catch you and to hold you and to really propel you forward in that transition to young adulthood. So some of the ways to think about this is streams of relationships. What are the streams of relationships that we hold? And so we may not always think about as Mark invited us to, to consider the people in our lives, but if we started to think about the people in our lives in the stream of relationship we hold with them, it might be a stream of friendship where we just are friendly, we talk about issues in life, we collude about issues in life. And what I mean by collude, we're not necessarily looking to challenge each other. We're just there like, gosh, darn it, that sucks. And I'm, I hate that that happened. Or that's fantastic that's going on in your life. I'm so happy for you. Um, the, the, it's the just being present and that that's purposeful and that's meaningful. And there are other streams that we need to be tended to as well. And that is cognitively places that we can have stimulating conversation where we can process through our thoughts in a purposeful way to get clarity about them, to start to distinguish reality from fantasy. And sometimes our friends aren't the best people to do that with, right? Because they're colluding with the fantasy, the possibilities, and that's wonderful. And we need to have people in our life, especially our young people that are not squashing our dreams. That's not what we mean by this cognitive stream, but really stimulating, processing, thinking through what's possible in a way that meets reality. There's also the emotional stream, processing and working through emotions, uh, active listening in a way that reflects back to us and helps us gain the ground underneath us in the midst of strong emotions. Again, that can be very different than if I'm just out with a friend talking about my emotions that might just feel the emotions with me and, and rev them up even, um, or tell me that those emotions are silly. Being with someone that's really holding space for our emotional development is being in a support that has us process and work through emotions in a reflective way and in a way that finds the ground beneath us for clarity. There's also the spiritual realm. And what we mean by spiritual is they help us see our interconnectedness and our purpose in the world. They challenge us to live holy and authentically. And uh, I realize we just said the word holy in this space of, um, uh, of spiritual. And what I mean in this context is fully that I'm integrated. I'm living a life 
that I am authentic in who I am. And I speak my truth with love and with kindness and with purpose. And so this spiritual place of, of relationships is having teachers that help us see the bigger order of things. Um, and I don't mean teachers like educational, I mean teachers of life that help me explore my place in the higher order of things and to know my purpose, to find it, explore it, to be curious about it. And lastly, the reality is, I don't know about you mentors, but I hate the idea of my young person being in intimate physical relationships. Uh, I start to have that parental view of like, oh my God, that's not what I want to envision. But it's real. As she enters young adulthood, this is a real space of her development. And so are we developing the intimacy skill sets where we can feel connected to another person, not be in the rescuing or the persecutor um, kind of roles in life or the victim roles with our partners, but show up fully um, with my intimate partner, the person that's uh, in that space with me. So when we talk about webs of support, we're talking about bringing an intentional conversation into the lives of our youth about where are these people, um, where are these streams being fulfilled, and where are they perhaps missing or maybe don't have as much depth as, as will be needed to make the successful transition into young adulthood to feel fully supported as we transition in life in that way. Or the folks around me that are lifting me up to see more possibility for myself with higher education and with a career ambition. And that's part of being a mentor is helping our young people develop those intentional webs of support and linking them into webs that they may not have access to. That's part of being a mentor is making those connections. Yeah, and, and Christy, as you you know share those, I, I immediately started to call forward names of people who support me in various realms. And, and so there's really a lot of value in each of us, whether we're mentors or youth or staff, uh, reflecting on, on our current webs of support. And so recognizing where am I getting these needs met cognitively, emotionally, and spiritually, and intimately, and where are there some gaps and some areas of opportunity? And as you think about your youth, you might even be able to recognize some of those, even without having a conversation with them, you might recognize where they're not getting um, some of those needs met consistently. Or by reflecting, we could also recognize that maybe we're overextending some of these relationships. We're putting a lot of these expectations that one individual or maybe two individuals should be supporting me in all four of these different spaces and ways. And, and that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, pressure that can be put on one person. And, um, and likely, they're probably not going to do it super well. And so we're not going to actually likely get those needs met. And so again, if we can create and extend our network of support, we can uh, create space where we can get those needs met in a very um, impactful way and not, again, allow these individuals in our lives to feel the pressure that they have to be everything and all things to us all the time. One of the areas of life we likely do this is with our partners, uh, our life partners, that there's suddenly our financial um, counterpart and there are emotional support and there are cognitive support and our spiritual support, as you've said, and and um, and then our intimate partners. And 
that's a lot of roles for one person to carry and, and to be intertwined with and feel the, feel the pressure to meet the other person's need while also tending to our own. And I would dare say mentorship can be a bit like that if we're not careful. We can take on as mentors this unreasonable responsibility that we alone are meeting the needs of all of these streams in our young people. Whereas what we really have capacity for is to use our network to broaden out the streams of support for our young people. And I, I can tell you, anytime I do this as a mentor, I take some of the pressure off myself to be all things for my mentee, to have it all figured out. And I can realize, oh, I know this person that's um, working on this issue in, in the community or in their own life that might be good for my mentee and I to go sit down and have coffee with for me to introduce her to someone else working with it. Um, it it's a really powerful tool to use my network to build her skills, her connections. And so Christy, I love that you're bringing forward some of these specific ways that we can be of support to our youth. And so let's dive into those a little bit more and expand on those. Because I'm recognizing some of our mentors might be like, oh yeah, that sounds really great. And 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 I might be new to this mentoring relationship. So how, how do I do that? What, what are some specific actions that I can take to help be of support to my youth in this way? Let me say first and foremost that there are some guidelines around this that we probably need to address. And that is, especially if your mentee is under the age of 18, um, asking them to meet with another adult alone is not something covered under our professional liability insurance, unless that other adult is also cleared through new pathways. So it could be that you look first and foremost within your own mentoring community, um, but that's why I use the example. I would set up a coffee with my mentee and take her to meet another adult, um, not leaving her alone in that situation. Even if it was one of my family members or one of my dearest friends that I knew was absolutely safe, I needed to respect the new pathways, uh, liability insurance requirements as restrictive as they might seem at times, understanding that they are intended to keep our youth safe. So when we offer these suggestions, please keep in mind that we're offering that you are a tag along in these scenarios um, and following the safety and well-being of our young people. So one of the first ones we will offer is that we can support them to step in new spaces and new communities virtually or in person um, and start to build relationships and connections that can be organic. It might be through our own network, our own relationships that get formed naturally, but it also can be a way that help our youth to find relationships that are already in their own world that can support them. So we encourage you to do this by helping them identify an extended network in their own development of their life's aims. So brainstorm what their life's aims are. Um, if it's to become an accountant or if it's to become um, a, a mathematician, or if it's to become a social worker, or it's to become, you know, whatever that is, what are the, sp the spaces that you could brainstorm with them around net networks and connections that could be expanded? And then reach out through your network to where that is, or look within the mentoring community cohort that you're part of, where you know your fellow mentors, that they might be in that. And then help them identify all of the people they might know that helps build that connection. Yeah, and and what I love too, and what I what I think about is, as we are helping our, our youth to brainstorm these different spaces, 
how can we allow our youth to take the lead on some of that and show us what they know? I think as mentors, we might be super quick to say, oh, here's where you would go to get access to an accountant, or here's where we could go to do research. But ask the youth, right? What do you think? Where do you think we could go? Where could we explore? Um, so before jumping in, uh, maybe with the answer or one specific way, allow your youth to, to, to showcase what they might know and where they think to explore. And see, and it gives you as the mentor a chance to see who's in their life that you might not know about and what are their ideas um, where they're connected in at school or not. So it also becomes a, a collaborative discussion, as Mark pointed to, of bringing out more ways to know your young person and who's in their life and, and where the people aren't in their life. Yeah. And so in addition, thinking about as they are making these connections or wanting to build these relationships, there's likely some skill sets and some behaviors that our youth are going to need to demonstrate and likely develop as well. And so as you think about them stepping into these spaces, having conversations with them about what are the skills that are going to be needed to interact with other people, to ask questions, to engage, to connect, um, what does that look like to be in relationship, to be in communication? And then helping the youth to get clear on what are those gaps? Where do they not feel as confident in their abilities to do that? And then thinking about collectively, well, what are some ways that we can help you to develop that and build that? And, you know, thinking about how can we even use the spaces that we're already in, like workshop, and, you know, at the next workshop, there could be a great opportunity where you could demonstrate something, you could practice something, what might that look like? And then talking about it after, what did you learn? What did you notice? Sharing some feedback. And so these youth don't have to immediately jump into these spaces. Uh, we can help them to prepare and again, use some of the spaces that we're already in. Um, even when we're out on outings, if we're going to a grocery store or a coffee shop, there's gonna be people around. So where again are those opportunities for them to start to build some of these skill sets of interaction, connection, communication that they then can extend into these very specific uh, places to build a relationship? Again, too, I would add that it's looking at the places that you are already too as a mentor. Perhaps you're part of a networking group or a professional association group. Is there a setting where your mentee could go with you to one of those um, opportunities? And you might talk about beforehand, how do we network? How do we chit chat? How do we shake hands? Um, how do you follow up and write a thank you note to someone that you've met um, where they can learn those very valuable skills that make that a transition into adulthood a little bit smoother, uh, a little bit more where they feel capable and resourced uh, to do it on their own. And I think as you step into those spaces, talking about what might be some of the questions that you might have for these other individuals, or what are you curious about? And so we can help bring some preparation, a little, a little bit of preparation, so they feel a little bit more confident when they are walking into these spaces and ready to engage. And there's a beauty of, we don't know what's all gonna happen in that moment. And so the impromptu also is a beautiful lesson and learning that we can reflect on with our youth afterwards. And then you could bring all this together by keeping that list that you started with about where the relationships are currently, where they have some gaps. And as they grow with you through your mentoring relationship, you can keep adding to it so that they can see, visually see their network, their web of support growing larger. And it brings about more sense of connection 
more sense of belonging and more sense of um, how resourced they really are. I know one of um, a very interesting piece that, that my mentee is that she made a connection about a year and a half ago on a job interview and the job interview didn't work out, but we talked about how she could stay in connection with the, um, the company that was doing the recruiting and hiring. And just recently something came up where she reached out to that recruiter uh, and talked with them about an area she wants to get that she's interested in and wants to pursue. So she went back and used a network resource that she had built for herself, but by learning how to stay in touch with that person and write a thank you note and follow up, was able to, to see that web of support and how to leverage it and use her influence in relationships herself. And it was really powerful to see, uh, keeping in mind that it is over a five-year match. And so it's we've developed those seals over time and not just in five months. So mentors, we've given you some ideas today about ways that we can build the web of support. And we've also given you a point to the direction of why this is so important. It's not just about having uh, social relationships. It's about having intentional relationships that fall in the streams that we talked about of being in the cognitive stream, the emotional stability stream, the spiritual development of who I am in the world stream and the intimate relationship stream. So bringing more intentionality to the streams of relationships we can have and how we can help our youth think about and build that, that helps us grow, develop, and pushes us out of our box, out of the nine dots into more possibilities for ourselves, including post-secondary education, college, and career. And so our call to action for you mentors is to be in this work yourself. And as you think about the different ways and needs that could be of support to us in this journey of life, where are you getting those needs met cognitively, spiritually, emotionally, intimately? Where do you see areas of opportunity yourself? Where might you be overextending relationships and expecting them to meet all or maybe a lot of these needs? And what might be some actions that you plan to take based on these observations and reflections? We also invite you to bring forward a conversation about webs of support with your mentee and get curious with them to identify the relationships in their life today and which of those needs are being met. And to support you, we actually have a worksheet that you and your youth can do together and kind of plot out those different relationships and visually get to see where are they being met and where might there be some gaps. So we encourage you to reach out to your program coordinator and they could easily email that over to you and support you on one of your next outings. And lastly, as always, we want to invite you to connect with your program coordinator and share about what you're noticing, what you're learning, what you're taking away in terms of this con concept of web of, webs of support and what you plan to bring forward to your relationship and, and what are some specific ways that you notice you have capacity and capability to, to help your youth to build that strong support system that really is going to sustain them um, for life in a lot of ways because it's going to build a foundation from which they can continue to move from. So with that, we say thank you so much for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.